Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. Now, before we get into it, I just want to ask you or remind you to hit the subscribe button below. It's the perfect way to stay up to date on all of the episodes. I'm going to be doing something pretty crazy in the coming weeks to finish off the year. I'm going to be dropping an episode every single day of the week, Monday through Sunday. Uh, so just make sure that you're subscribed so that you can catch all of them. But now let's get to the show. Like I was saying, it's a great one today. I've got another one of those PDF guys on. And I know how excited you guys get about these these dudes. They're fantastic traders. It's a group of like 20 of them. Uh, I've seen it in the viewership. You know, numbers are always up when these guys come on. Uh, and so today I'm going to be sitting down with uh, Sting. His Twitter handle is KRTrades underscore. Uh, if you're not following him yet, please go do it now. And today we're going to be talking about two different things, uh, which is market profile and then also order flow for scalping. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, that's okay. Sting's going to go through. He's going to walk you through exactly what it is. He's going to teach you how to trade it. Uh, so let's get into it. So Sting, before we really get into trading and your strategy, do you think you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Yeah. So, I mean, I got into equities initially and it was the whole the whole Robin Hood run around. Um, Robinhood E-Trade, you know, looking for the, the cheapest fees, just seeing where I could get in and out. And basically what we used to do was, uh, it was called level two scalping. So we'd find basically, my whole theory was, okay, if most people are trying to find the undervalued stock, right, the value investors are trying to find the best, lowest priced, undervalued stock that's going to go up, why am I wasting time competing with the big boys? I'm going to play with all the little guys that think they know what they're doing, the penny stocks and the micro caps and all of that, and I'm going to short the shit out of all this overvalued crap that's out there, right? The stuff that's toxic dilutions, the stuff that's just, you know, just all these guys that are raising money for no reason. Um, so that's where I like first kind of found my edge and kind of evolved it from there. I spent about a year going through stocks and I remember taking out a loan from my dad initially um, and I burnt it 90% down, 90% drawdown initially. And I had no freaking clue what I was doing. And so I was like, all right, I really got to get my shit together. So from there, kind of built it back up, became profitable over the next nine months. And that was kind of my intro to trading. So my first year in stocks was definitely a baptism. Um, and it kind of got me ready for the crypto markets and kind of the blood that was to come in there. So that was just kind of my basic background. Yeah, it's always good to hear that, you know, there's people that came from traditional markets and have experience in traditional markets before getting involved in cryptocurrencies. So they're, you know, well-rounded, yeah, very diverse. Uh, you talked about the fact that you you know, pretty much found your strategy immediately. You wanted to kind of play with the little guys who didn't really know what they were doing um, and mm -hmm. kind of capitalize on that, which I think is very smart. And then you did make that move to cryptocurrencies after that, um, not before losing 90% of your capital. And I think <laughs> so many successful traders have gone through this where they've lost a ton of money at the beginning. But what right. separates them from, you know, the herd is that, after that 90% drawdown, you were able to claw your way back up. You were able to learn from your mistakes and become a profitable trader through it. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of talk about your strategy. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I've had a couple PDF guys on before. I'm really excited to get you guys all <laughs> on because you guys just have such different and diverse strategies. Uh, so you kind of mentioned the fact that in traditional markets, uh, you were using this level two scalping strategy. Can you talk to us about your strategy now? Has it evolved? Has it changed? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I use a lot of order flow and market profiling now. Um, that's what most people know me for. I get a lot of random questions. What is market profiling? How do you use it? What is the use of it? Is it not just the same thing as a candlestick chart, right? Um, so initially, my strategy kind of evolved from pure price action. So when I switched over to crypto, I didn't have any of the order flow tools that I use now, and I didn't really know where to look at all. So I was like, fuck, I really got to learn trading from the beginning again. So I would say throughout my career, I've pretty much started from scratch and learned trading over at least three times. Um, and that's actually been the more important part, I think, than the strategy itself. Because now whenever I go into a market, I basically know exactly what I need to do and what the process is to build a profitable strategy from scratch, right? So I would almost say that that's been my biggest asset. Um, but I, I went down and I learned price action from Trader SE. Uh, he was one of my main mentors initially. and. I studied Forex for about a year after that. So I went through this whole year for Forex pure price action and I forced myself to really get away from the order flow. And I think that's a little bit of a unique kind of twist that most people don't really say order flow traders is because I really forced myself to trade the high timeframes because I knew that, okay, I'm scalping for these 10, 20 point ticks, right? I, first of all, I didn't have the tools to do it in Bitcoin. And second of all, every time I was getting 10, 20 ticks, and I was missing the major move. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to take a step back and I need to redo my whole trading style, start over from the beginning. Um, and so once I did that, I kind of went full circle and I was able to see how order flow and price action and market profiling really do all fit in together. So after my year in FX, I went back to Bitcoin and through a lot of the other guys in PDF, I got back into order flow scalping. So I, I know you've talked to a lot of the other guys, um, Cuban, Glimmery, all of these guys are, are huge order flow traders as well as TradeCheck, Tommy, um, so they kind of really pushed me back towards that direction. Uh, and that, that really what is what brought my trading, my trading journey full circle is I was able to use market profiling to see, okay, when people are looking at candlesticks, what is actually a true supply and demand zone? What is actually a void? What is actually, you know, these, these high, these clean highs and clean lows. Um, so that's what really helped me visualize it. So now when I'm looking at my strategy, I start with a very, very basic daily candlestick chart and I'll mark out just my basic range levels you know, kind of go from there. And then I'll look at a market profile. I'll look at, okay, what are the anomalies? What is the context? What are the major areas I want to do interactions at? So it's just basically identifying support and resistance and then liquidity voids. That's basically what I would narrow it down to, right? And then from there is when we really start getting into the nitty gritty, right? We work ourselves down and we get into these, these low time frame, whatever your style is kind of thing. And that's one thing I really want to, I really want to stress is that when you're building strategies, you have to really build them within market norms. So one thing that I've noticed a lot is that people will say, okay, I'm going to go for a breakout of this range, right? And I'm only going to trade longs on a breakout of this range. Where in reality, if you look at the statistics of it, the market's only going to break out of that range 20% of the time. So while you're waiting and sitting there for that range to break out 20% of the time, you're missing that 80% that it's actually ranging that you could be making money in, right? So a big thing for my strategy is actually rotations. Um, so something we do in order flow and what we call rotations is basically measuring the average leg of a market. So when I say, okay, the average move in Bitcoin average rotation up is let's say 50 to 60 points, right? That means before it makes a move down, it's going to go up on average 50 to 60 points. So I'm trying to trade within those rotations and keep myself within the market norms. 
Now, fine. If, if it does happen to run 200 points and I'm going long for only 50, 60 points, that's fine. Right. I have no issue with that because I traded within my strategy rules. Okay. So a lot to cover there. I'm just kind of going to recap some <laughs> of the things that you said, uh, just cause it's, you know, it's a podcast, so it's, it's hard yeah. to get everything at once. It's easier when you're kind no of looking at charts and have some examples to draw on. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There, there were a couple things that like I really want to touch on there. Uh, one of them being that when you first joined and you started trading Bitcoin, you didn't have these tools that you did in the traditional markets. So you had right. to completely redo your strategy, kind of start from basics. Uh, you got really got back into price action trading and kind of learning the fundamentals, I would say, or the very basics. Uh, before building right. out the strategy. And I feel like people who do make that switch from, you know, traditional markets to cryptocurrencies, they think it's, you know, exactly the same. Everything's going to be the yeah. same, going to use the same strategies. And that's not how it works. And then there are people who have solely traded, you know, cryptocurrencies, never seen anything in traditional markets. And I think eventually they will make that move. But mm -hmm. I want them to understand that there's, you know, new strategies that need to be developed in these different markets. So I appreciate you touching on that. Um, yeah. And I think a big thing too, just real quick is, I mean, we really have an advantage as crypto traders because my monthly outlay as an equities trader was about three to $400 a month just for data and trading platforms and all that before I could even break even on the month. So like all of the things that we have in crypto for free now and all of the platforms that are coming up and data services, it's, it's really a huge advantage. Yeah, I, I, who was I talking to? I think it was BitDealer that I was talking to and Quant. They were both like, you know, you can get a lot of this data for free, which is yeah. not something you get in traditional markets. And I feel like it's right. taken advantage of and kind of taken for granted in this market. Um, so I, I appreciate you kind of bringing that point up. Um, you did talk about kind of your strategy. You went into it a little bit. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I want, you know, you... You understand this stuff and you can speak about it very quickly. I think a lot of my audience has no idea what order flow is. So can we sure. back it up a little for those guys and just like yeah. bare bones, basic, as simple as possible, give them what it is? Right. Okay. So basically, I would say that you, I would almost argue that you can't really use order flow without a level of importance, right? So backpedaling even further, I would say starting with basic SR is the biggest thing that I would recommend, right? So when you look at a chart, you're gonna chart out basic support and resistance, supply and demand, whatever you use, right? Um, and then order flow itself is basically just giving me basically an in-depth look at the market. What's happening behind the candlestick? Who's buying, who's selling, who's taking the longs, who's really being aggressive, right? So when price comes into that level, let's say it's a daily support and resistance line, right? Just a line in the sand. Um, I really wanna see okay, what is going on at that level? Where's the battle at? So you'll see a lot of times that um, a lot of people will draw out these plans that are trading pure price action. And this was really the missing part in my trading myself is the context at these levels. So a lot of the times I would, I or other people would draw out these, these lines, right? And you draw out this plan, this little squiggly on, okay, if it comes to this level, I expect it to do exactly this, right? And I'm not gonna trade it until it does this. But my question has always been, okay, if it comes to that level, right? And it's a valid level either way. And it bounces a little bit and then nukes right through it, right? Was that still a valid level? Most people will just scrape it off the board and say, oh, no, I was wrong. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a null trade, whatever. My thing is, is, is why are you not taking the opposite side of that? 
right? So the order flow is really what gives me the context at that level and tells me, okay, are, is this level going to hold? Are we going to push right through it? Is it going to be a small bounce? And then is the volume going to die off? Right? So it's, it's really the, the nitty gritty of who's buying and selling at that level. There we go. So it's kind of the behind the scenes on, you know, what is actually happening on the chart, who's right. buying with what size, how are they kind of moving the market and how the exactly. market is moving. So I appreciate you kind of backpedaling on that. And then mm -hmm. the fact that you talked about, you know, simple support and resistance, uh, supply and demand, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I just had Maine on, uh, we yeah. talked price action. And so I think this is a perfect follow-up to that episode because it kind of takes it one step further. Um, right. And you can kind of understand how the chart, you know, kind of plays out and why. Um, so you, you talked about, the fact that, you know, there's these buyers and sellers at different sizes and, you know, they're stacking their orders or however they're doing it. Can you kind mm -hmm. of now get into that nitty gritty of like how that plays out? You know, like you talked about, okay, there's a support line. If it mm -hmm. hits it, then nukes, you know, how, how do you see that playing out when you're using order flow? Like how can you capitalize on the fact that, you know, what buyers and sellers are doing? Right. So just, just before I talk about that real quick, I will say that Maine is a great guy to teach price action. He really knows his stuff in terms of drawing levels and supply and demand and order blocks when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and I will say that you really have to find what fits your personality. And I think Maine will tell you the same thing, right? That he feels comfortable on a higher time frame, more of a swing basis, right? So this, this order flow isn't necessarily for everyone. And it is definitely getting down to the scalp basis. So I'm not swinging for 100, 200, 300 points, right? Even though that's what I do get sometimes. I may scratch for minus 5, plus 10, plus 20, right? Um, so that's a big differentiation there real quick is you do have to understand the timeframes you're trading on when you're watching order flow. And it's not necessarily, okay, I'm watching an hour, hourly candlestick and I'm going to be buying here and get the perfect entry using order flow and then just forget about it. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. He he was he was big on that. He was like, you know, this is what fits my strategy. I exactly. like kind of taking these longer term trades. He's got a mm -hmm. business to run. Uh, you're able to kind of get in there, scalp, make these very small movements, buys and sells. Uh, whereas he is like, no, I'm not going to deal with that. So I appreciate exactly. you kind of bringing up the fact that you got to find your trading strategy. Yeah, and it, and it just comes down to a personality thing and a niche thing, right? And there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. It really just comes down to what fits your style. Um, so now going back to the um, going back to the order flow question, basically what I'm looking for at these levels is, is I'm using those rotations as well, like we talked about earlier. So when I'm saying the average leg of price, right, is 60 to 80 points, this is just a rough example. These aren't actually accurate numbers. I basically have a spreadsheet that measures out, okay, on average in the past four hours, the average up move versus the average down move is 80 points up versus 60 points down. Okay. So if we come into this level, let's say it's a resistance level and we're coming up and it's only been a 40 point move up. I'm more likely going to be looking for buyers to support right through that. So what I say, when I say that, I mean, I'm looking for buyers to be aggressive right at that level. Now, if the buyers do fade off and sellers do start hitting the bids really hard, then I may be, okay, maybe this is an underside rotation. I may be a bit skittish. I might take a little bit like a half size or quarter size position right? And then I'll take it a short there. But if we're at the average rotation is 80 points up and we're at 100, 200 points, right? Into that resistance level and buyers are still strong, I may even take an early starter. I may put a quarter or a half on before I even see the, the buying um, dissipate. 
right? So it's, it's really an interpretation thing and what you see happen. There's no one thing that happens every time. There we go. Okay, so you talk about these rotations, kind of seeing what the average move up and down is. Where are you getting this sort of data? So, I mean, this is, this is pure, like, I'm pulling it straight from the chart and calculating it real time. Got it. Okay. Um, in stuff like a, a program like Excel, let's say. There we go. Okay. So I, I'm just trying to give, you know, my audience a way yeah, to I mean, kind this of put stuff this is, into practice. Very basic. Most of the t statistic stuff and, and work that I do is very, very basic stuff in Excel, but it's a lot of things that is unorthodox, a lot of things that most people don't look at, right? So that's what really gives me my edge. It's not complex calculations or fancy programs or anything like that. There we go. Okay, perfect. So we kind of got into your strategy a bit. We got into how you developed your strategy. Obviously, it's, you know, a podcast. It's hard to kind of get into the very nitty gritty and kind of show yeah. examples. So I appreciate you giving us at least a an overview um, mm -hmm. and kind of where you're pulling your data from, what you're looking for, finding the right strategy, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, can we no now problem. talk about, you know, moving forward, what you have in your pipeline? Do you have anything big coming up in the next six to 12 months? So I actually don't have too much planned. Um, I am starting a professional trading job in the new year. So just before I do that, I actually want to do something a little bit different before I get pretty busy and take a break from CT. I've actually partnered up with um, my good friend Tommy Zero on Twitter, and I've decided to do a market profile based course um, around, BTT, around BTC trading. Damn, man. Okay, so two f huge things there. <laughs> One being the new trading job, which congratulations. Uh, you know, thank you, thank that, you. I that's, really appreciate that. That's super awesome that, you know, you get to put these skills that you've kind of learned to a job and make some more money off it other than, you know, in the market yourself. Uh, yeah, definitely. You, you said you would be taking a break from Twitter, which is a little bit unfortunate, but, you know, what can you do? Um, yeah, uh, you know, new environment, the whole kind of bustle of things going on. So it definitely will be an interesting beginning to my professional career. So I am going to be taking a break. But before I do that, um, there isn't really a lot of good education out there. And everything was either really theory based or adapted to like I had to adapt it from traditional markets from market profile stuff. So the whole goal of this course is to be like a, a hybrid actionable style like from PA and, and showing exactly how Tommy and I approach the markets using market profile and price action on a daily basis and like the high time frame factors we consider. So it's just kind of oh, my way of giving back and kind of showing everybody, okay, it's not going to be super expensive. It's just going to be kind of paying us for our time and that kind of thing. And so like, what do we actually do? How can you guys get inside our heads? Um, and it's going to be very, very actionable. And that's kind of what we wanted to provide. Uh, so for my audience who doesn't know, Tommy is another one of the members of this infamous group, PDF, the trading group. Uh, so it's two of you guys and you've put together yeah. this course. So it's, I already know it's going to be banging. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And uh, you're, you're kind of right. I haven't really seen anything like any sort of, ah, actually, I don't even want to say anything. I haven't seen trading courses or tweets or pretty much anything on, you know, market profile. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I feel like it's something nobody talks about or knows about. It's it's there's a lot of really good material on price action out there. And that's a lot of what you've seen or we see as in general that CT is trading. But all the market profile stuff that I've found is either all the way back from when the CME was actually pushing it in the 70s and 80s or maybe it might have been after that. I might have my dates mixed up. Um, and now you just mostly see ES and futures traders using it. So everything I learned was either way too theory based and like way out there. And it was just very, very spread out. 
or is from the ES traders and there's no really good way to translate it over. So there's a few subset of guys I've seen using it on crypto Twitter, but no one's really put together, okay, an actionable, here's what we do, what are the patterns, the nuances of Bitcoin, right? So I think this would be a really, really good resource for a lot of the people who've been reaching out to me. Quick question on it. Um, yeah. when, when can people expect to see this? Uh, is there something that they can go check out right now or what, what can they do? So nothing yet. Um, we are planning on getting it done by the end of December. So by December 31st, it should be all published and we will have a splash page going up on January 1st or 2nd, kind of announcing the whole thing and then kind of saying how you can get access to that. And I know a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure part of their New Year's resolution is going to be to improve their trading. So here's another resource for them to do that. Uh, if people who are listening have just started to get their feet wet with this, uh, they can obviously reach out to you and then there's going to be this trading course that you guys have put together. Um, yep, so I, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I know a lot of people on Twitter will find a lot of value in this from two great traders. Uh, so I really appreciate that you guys have put this together. Uh, thank you very much, man. So yeah, and then just real quick, um, just as like a really appreciation of you having me on, we wanted to do a 15% off for anybody who's listening to this podcast. So if you type in CE podcast into the coupon thing, we'll make sure that we take off 15% off the uh, the cost of the market profile course too. Dude, my man, I love it when people do this on my podcast. You know, I try to provide as much value. You have already dropped so much information, but this is just that like extra, you know, guys, here's something else we're going to give you. Uh, so to anyone who's listening, who's interested in this course, I'm going to have, uh, obviously there won't be a link in the description because it's not out yet, uh, but keep it in your mind, keep it in the back of your mind uh, with the promo code CE podcast, you will get 15% off. I'll uh, remind all of you guys who listen to this uh, at some point when it is out, I'll throw out a tweet just to, just to remind you. Um, I, I know it's going to be, you know, relatively cheap, like you were saying, uh, but yeah. this extra 15% off, I, I really hope and in, uh, I hope that it encourages people to check this course out. So again, dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this for my audience. Before we wrap up, I always like to get a biggest tip from my guests. So can you give us, you know, your biggest tip on how traders can add order flow to their arsenal, their trading arsenal? Yeah, I mean, I would honestly, besides the order flow part, I would just say stay like different in your trading style, stay unique. Um, unorthodox trading styles and being robust in your trading and all that means is like, you know, when you're looking at a breakout, everyone's looking for a five minute close above that breakout level, right? But if it really goes up in that last 30 seconds and closes right above, is that still valid? So it's just asking yourself those kind of questions and just being unique and not doing the norm, right? So that would be my biggest tip is just be yourself, find something that works that not everybody else is doing. There we go. It is I, from all the PDF guys that I've talked to, it's kind of been this idea that you need to be a little bit more creative with your trading uh, right. and kind of look for unconventional trading methods that other people aren't seeing. Because if you're getting in the exact same trade as, you know, a thousand other people, it's definitely not going to be as profitable as, you know, something that everyone's not looking at. Exactly. Um, and it, 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 you maybe let me repeat or let me rephrase that. It may be more profitable to get in with everybody, uh, but it's not going to be as repeatable, I would say. I, I think, right. you know, if you find your own strategy that no one else has found, you can continue to repeat that and continue to make money in this market. Building off that point, just real quick. I mean, huge shout out to TraderXO. We trade completely different styles. He's pure price action. But a lot of the time, 
it's not that I'm saying go against the crowd, right? It's our completely different styles come up with the same exact setups or the same exact targets or same exact levels, right? So it's just finding those things in a different way. There we go. Exactly. You can be in the same trade as a thousand other people, but if exactly. you have a different reason for it, uh, you can continue to find that trade when others can't. Mm -hmm. And you believe in that reason too, right? So you may even have more conviction than other people. There we go. Perfect. Um, and then lastly, I always try mm -hmm. to get some book and resource recommendations. You did mention the fact that uh, Trader SZ was one of your mentors. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone else to check out or any resources or books off the top of your head that my audience should go check out? So I'm sure crypto Twitter's favorite, Tom Dante, right? He's a great, great teacher. Definitely check out any of his resources. Check out Trader SZ. Um, and then in terms of books, Mike Bellafuri, he was the um, SMB Capital CEO. He's just a prop shop in New York. I definitely recommend checking out his books. They're really good. They're not anything crazy in terms of strategy, but they'll definitely get you in the right mentality. Perfect, man. I really appreciate that. To anyone who's listening, I'm going to have links to the books. I'll have links to your Twitter, um, anyone else's Twitter uh, that has been mentioned in the podcast. So guys, there's resources out there. I'm really trying to push this hard. There's this community that is so willing to help and build you up. Uh, and it's all out there for, you know, next to nothing, if not free. So get out there, check these guys out, please. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want my audience to know? Nope, that's pretty much it. All right, man. Again, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast. I'm so stoked to get more of you PDF guys on. Uh, I know my audience loves it. I've definitely seen it in the numbers. Uh, you guys are bringing in the highest viewership. So again, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I really appreciate being on. It was an awesome interview. It was great chatting with you. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.